0: Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the Nighttime Show! Tonight, we have our head writer, Matt Mother-Effin-Walker, our very special guest. You've heard her on Powerpuff Girls, Rugrats, and Babe Too Pig in the City, and you've seen her on Friends, The Devil's Rejects, Pee-Wee's Big Adventure, and the upcoming Sparkle Show, E.G. Daily. And now, he's a loner, Dottie, a rebel, our host, Stephen Kramer Glickman!
1: What is going on, everybody? Nice to have you back, Mike Black. How are you, you, sir? You sexy son of a bitch. I am sweaty. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <gross.
1: laughs> no, but you look great. Those stairs take a lot out of them. I yeah. think walking up really the stairs do. is hard. Walking up those—that's a very. I know. <laughs> but it's but a am I allowed to say anything yet? Yes. Sure.
3: Anytime that you. That was. was badass. Wasn't oh, right. he amazing? Great. Right, yeah.
1: Good. We all think he's a great uh, uh, announcer for our show, yeah. and when every time that every time that we don't have you, it's like we're missing a piece of
0: our heart. That's, that's how awesome. I feel too. I miss you guys. I
3: feel like I was in a ring with boxers getting ready to come
0: out. You are. Yeah. If they didn't tell you the boxes. Yeah. Are coming.
1: <laughs> the boxes are coming, and they're gonna. It's gonna be <laughs> really Buffer. incredible. They're
0: fighting mad. <laughs> they want your career.
1: <laughs> uh, everybody wants a career like 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 you have. You have such an incredible career, Elizabeth daily um <laughs> what a what a what a life what a life
3: yeah thank you gosh thanks
1: <laughs> really phenomenal Golly. and you don't stop you, you're not you have tons of stuff coming up you have lots of great uh projects you have uh, uh, this uh, rob zombie movie that's currently yeah 31, out, 31. Is, is
3: anybody yeah is so bad guys have seen it
4: I haven't seen it yet.
3: It's pretty badass.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Rob Zombie is such a
3: badass. He's really an artist. And and this was my second zombie movie. This was really fun. You
1: did Devil's Rejects as well? Yeah, it
3: was Candy and Devil's Rejects, and I'm Sex Head in 31.
0: What? What? Yes. What? Oh, my God. There couldn't be a better character name ever than Sex Head. Isn't that great?
3: Well, there's all these uh, badass characters, and they're all called the heads. So there's Doom Head, Sex Head, you know, Death Head. So there's a bunch of heads in this movie.
0: Sex head's probably the best choice. Well I'm the well, yeah, only girl of the
3: I'm only only girl of the heads.
0: Of the oh, heads. Okay. <laughs> what, what was uh, heads? I
3: family. saw
1: Devil's Rejects in the in the movie theater, uh-huh. and that was uh terrifying and just Oh, it's so gruesome. Movie.
3: And this one is way even more gruesome and more terrifying.
1: What's he like on set? What's like? He's totally like?
3: hip, and he's just laid back and chill and funny and and he laughs a lot. Like you'll he you kind of can play a lot and then he just really gets right in. He's very very detailed and very committed to every moment and he literally will be in the trailer with you when you're trying on clothing like that's how I would too I mean, I mean no yeah. I mean yeah but I mean I just slip into this little tiny room off the side of the trailer but when I try my clothes on but then I literally come right out and he's sitting there waiting to see the wardrobe that's how detailed he is oh that's cool
0: that's, that's pretty, that's pretty so cool.
3: cool that's why everybody looks so cool because he's so detailed he's like such an artist like if you were painting he
0: really does everybody, he really everyone does. looks oh, very iconic what do you say you know? this This
3: is the most beautiful looking horror film I've ever seen.
0: That's so, cool. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing,
1: and it's available right now. Yeah,
3: it's available on demand, on right, demand now. right now. and it's in theaters. Some theaters right now.
1: That's so awesome! Yeah, mm-hmm. you got to You got to check that out. Yeah,
3: thirty
1: one, uh, and uh, and then you you have a a web series that you are currently working on right now called Yeah, we're Sparkle in post production. Post production with called, Melinda Hill. Yeah, she's
3: the cutest, <laughs> a dear friend of yeah. ours. Yeah, she's mm-hmm. so funny. I laugh so much with her. Gosh, so yeah, right. we we have this show that we wrote, directed, and created and, and produced and and we've already shot it, so we're in post-production and it's really funny and it's going to be a webisode and there's, we've got our first batch of episodes and we're just editing, we're in that process, so it's going to be really good.
0: Did you guys have fun working together? Oh my
3: god, it was so funny, it was hard not to laugh. (laughs) I mean, it was really hard not to laugh and that's what's so funny. Half the time my hair is down over my face because I'm trying not to show you that I'm (laughs) laughing. I've got my whole head upside down and my hair covering my whole face. Oh my god. That's how funny it was. Oh my god. It was
0: like the Type to that would like whisper something and make you laugh, and then you look like the idiot who's laughing for her <laughs> She
3: <grand>. is just <laughs> flat out funny. If anybody hasn't yeah. seen yeah. her comedy, she's so funny.
1: Yeah, her stand Which up's really she's
3: incredible. She's really good and she's adorable. Like, she's a beautiful girl. Yeah. But what's so great is she's beautiful and she's cute and she's funny. I mean, that's mm-hmm. like amazing comedy. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah.
1: We did some yeah. shows. We did storytelling shows together, her and I, yeah. at uh, UCB. Oh, we did, yeah. Yeah. Uh, just just recently, they did a, a big storytelling show. With Andy show. Dick? Was that the same with, with Andy? Uh, no, oh. yeah, but she's done the. She does it a lot with Andy yeah. as well. Yeah, but I, I adore her. I love her. She's, she's really one of my girl. favorite
3: new people in my life, and we, we really. This show is really, it's really very special and super oh, fun. Cool. Sparkle show, you can't miss that.
1: Yeah, no, yeah, absolutely not. And look, you you just got back from uh, doing, I know that you do uh, these, conventions. these conventions.
3: Yeah, I just got back from no- Knoxville, Tennessee yesterday, yeah.
1: How mm-hmm. often do you do conventions?
3: I don't do them a lot because it's a bit of a time-consuming thing, like I have to fly somewhere, which I like to do because I like to meet the fans. Like, mm-hmm. it's really sweet. And I get to really connect with people that have been writing to me and following me. So I love it, love it, love it. And it's also... It's very taxing because you're literally sitting in a big giant convention center and it's cold a lot of time and you're greeting people like from for nine hours straight. So there's a Mm -hmm. lot of energy and a lot of love you're getting back and forth, which I love. But it also is just like there's a lot of like this was like two flights. It wasn't there was no directs to there were no direct flights. So that kind of stuff kind of like it gets a little hard and it ends up being like a four day trip, Mm -hmm. you know, between we leave on Thursday, we come back on Sunday. So it ends up being more time than I. That I like to do for two day signing. But when you I, when yeah. you
4: do one of these things, what do you find that people are generally the biggest fans of? Like, are they Pee Wee fans? Or are they fans of some of your voiceover work? Like, what is it? What's the big thing that yeah, they're coming to see? Yeah, that's a really good
3: question because I have a big long table in yeah. front of me, and then mm-hmm. like half the table is Kid Funny and Tommy Pickles and Rugrats and Babe, and <laughs> all those characters. And the middle of the table starts to turn really dark and evil. <laughs> And, <laughs> yeah, and it's literally like I have because it runs the with, gamut. Well, yeah, yeah, because then I yeah. have sex head on the table. Oh yeah, de- she's devil's got tape stuff across her boobs, and pretty much that's it. Yeah, and you know what I mean. It's, so it's like my table literally goes from the kid. The kids come over, like, oh, get them over to the left, you know. <laughs> yeah. And then uh-huh. the right side of the table is for the guys. So you get the dads who love the, you know, the devil's rejects and mm-hmm. the sex heads <laughs> and the thirty ones, and then you get the moms who like the valley girls and the mm-hmm. those kind yeah. of movies in between, and then you get all the kids. So I kind of get the whole family. It's great. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty great.
1: Well, look, when you're walking down the street on a uh-huh. in a regular daily basis, yeah, like, what's the is there something that people so recognize
3: vast. you from? It's it's mostly? sometimes literally sometimes it's like Dottie, I love you, Dottie. <laughs> yeah. So it's Dottie. Sometimes it's from friends. For some reason, people recognize me from the Smelly Cat episode where I stole um, Phoebe's Smelly Cat song for a jingle <laughs> for a kitty litter jingle. But
1: what, what's funny too about that uh, the Smelly Cat song? Yeah, because. The first time I met you, I was like, oh my God, it's the girl from Friends. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, it's the lady from Friends. It's amazing. (laughs) That was one episode. One episode. But that episode happened to be during... I, I'm i pretty, as far as I know, yeah. the height of Friends. Like when Friends yeah. was like it was a big time. crescendoing
0: yeah. at that the was the top. Chart. Yeah, it was. Yeah. The, and it's played, a was it. Yeah. it's played a million times. Yeah.
3: It's played a million times. And yeah. then I think there's like the people. They jumped
0: the smelly cat. Yeah. <laughs> that was, that was a big that was a
3: popular thing, that smelly cat yeah. Thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, it was mm-hmm. fun. And then I also had to play and sing and do the whole thing. Oh, yeah. And then there's the whole other part of people that now know me from The Voice because I was on The Voice a few years ago. I was on season five of The Voice. Oh, my God. So there's like all those people like, oh, my God, you were on The Voice and then. And then there's Tommy pickles and there's a lot of like where they film us. Like we just did this whole thing for splat where they're re re um, Releasing all the Rugrats, like Mm fourteen years worth of Rugrat episodes, re-releasing them on Splat, which is so cool. Fourteen years. Well, we filmed, we filmed it, we did it for like fourteen years, and so there's a lot of seasons of those. So now they're re-releasing all those. So a lot of people, Mm -hmm. because they do a lot of on-camera interviews with us, so a lot of the younger people recognize us from the Splat stuff and Ah, the interviews we do on that. So really, like, it's all over the place. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty all over the place. That's
1: fantastic. Yeah. Um, Where did you? uh, Let's let's go back to the beginning. Where did you? You, uh, oh where'd, you, where'd you where you grow
3: <laughs> up? From the beginning, <laughs> well, where'd I no. grow up? Where'd you grow up? I was like a Hollywood girl, man. I grew up on La Jolla, which is right around the street mm-hmm. from the, from the improv. <laughs> really? Yeah. I mean, yeah. we were raised on a street on La Jolla, right down. Literally, if you turn out the, out the building, go left on La Jolla down just before Beverly. <laughs> that's where I was raised, like just right oh, here smack in Hollywood. And wow. then in high school, we moved to Beverly Hills. And that's when I was like, what? Kids are getting like Porsches for their sweet 16s. And mm-hmm. I was like, I didn't understand it, but that's where we moved. And then I had a culture shock. And then I, I kind of had that kind of lifestyle where I was just more with like the Beverly Hills kids. And so I got a little a bit of everything. Yeah,
1: Were your parents into the business? Not at all. No, no. My
3: parents are like French, Tunisian, North African, Sicilian, Italian, and, Jews. You had a and, lot of parents. Yeah, you know they were like a kidding. big old fat mud mud pie of like mixture, and oh they God. they came out here from Europe, and then they they basically lived in one room in a little time behind a house with three kids that they had traveled from Europe over here with, and was that was that. A little- that Sounds was from downstairs, like, I think. Kind of like, <laughs> a like a panda dumb. or a koala bear. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so, so anyway, they moved here and then they, they started this little fencing company called Modern Fencing. And my dad built a lot of the fences around Los Angeles. And then they this company grew and then they bought real estate and then they did really well for themselves. And I was like pretty much the first generation really having the success in this kind of career. My brother, Sam Gutman, was a stand-up comedian. He played all over Northern California and stuff mm-hmm. and he plays bluegrass guitar. I don't know if you know him. But he was, sure. he played around for a while, stand-up. And then the rest of my brothers and sisters are artists, but I was the only one that really just, like, did it, you know? Yeah. But there was no nepotism. And I remember thinking, there has to be nepotism. It has to be nepotism in order to make it in this town. And it's so not true. You can make anything happen. Yeah.
1: Yeah. you really can you
3: really yeah. can yeah. like I tell people and they're like oh it's a really hard business I'm like don't say that because you will be what you say you will be you know
2: mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it's like
3: you know you say it'll be it's a hard town it's gonna be a hard town you say it's you're gonna make this shit happen it's, you're gonna make it happen and that's yeah. that's kind of my perspective is like people go you have to pick one you can only be a singer and I'm like oh no no I'm not going to pick anything I'm going to do all of it and yeah. then and do then all of I, it really really well and then I did I had like number one dance hits all over the world I toured I did concerts I do I have albums I, I've i done TV I've done music I've done musicals I've done films I mean you know there's no limits I produce I direct I, you know what I mean it's yeah. like why 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 would I buy into limiting myself
1: Matt, I forgot to tell you. I uh, last night I had a, a little uh, fireball moment. <laughs> Another one?
3: Yeah. Well, you know,
1: I've been. I've been having a lot of fun recently. They're a lot uh, of fun. They're great. I they're, love the fireball. They really, they really are. Glazer, you know anything about this, about these fireball moments? Oh, real fun time. Oh, they're so great. What happens is is uh, when you drink fireball whiskey, then, you know, things just get a little uh, mm-hmm. crazier. Like, like life just gets a little brighter and mm-hmm. more exciting. So where were you? And, well, I was at uh, Sportsman's Lodge. You know that oh, place? Yeah. they old used
4: to do stand-up on a patio. Oh, God.
1: Where you get
4: heckled by buses driving by.
1: Ha, 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 ha! Ah! ha <laughs> ah, yeah, uh so that's what happened is um we I was there, and I was hanging out you know just uh just you know relaxing, I had a couple of drinks, a couple of shots of fireball, and uh I took a little wander around, I was doing a little little wander into this little forest mm-hmm. behind Sportsman's Lodge. Did you oh, know there's, there's a forest, forest back there? No, there's a forest over you there. You find Ooh. so
4: many weird forests in L.A. Oh, there's it's a amazing. lot of
1: forest. There's a lot of greenery out here. And I'm wandering around through the forest. I'm having a nice little time. I have a bottle of Fireball mm-hmm. with me, as per usual. And I'm walking around, and uh, what do I see? But uh, I saw a fairy. Really? Yeah, it was just floating did, there. Did you, did you talk to it? What happened? Yeah, I was like, hey... Are you real? I'm real. I'm, I'm just as real as you are. Wow, you're so bright. Oh, well, that's because I came from heaven. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's incredible. Yeah. Is that where all fairies are from? Well, we live everywhere. Some live in heaven, and some live in the United Arab Emirates. <laughs> oh, I didn't realize that that's where they live. That's so mm. fascinating. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, so what are you doing out here in the forest? You having a good time? Well, I came for you. You did? Yes. Uh, well, I came with a message. Oh, you did? What's well, the <laughs> message?
4: Little Mister Glickman hopping through the forest, scooping up the field mice and poppin' about the head. You can't do that! Put down your fireball! Time to sober up. Oh,
1: I love that song! Hey, you want a you want quick you want would, would you like hey, fairy? Would you like a shot of this fireball whiskey? Yeah. All right, here you go. Try it out. Oh
4: wow, that just goes right down
1: yeah so do i and then i made sweet sweet love to that fairy in the woods and uh, it was the greatest experience of my life fireball whiskey you never know what's gonna happen all right let's get back to the show Yeah, I remember somebody telling uh, telling me when I was younger, you just you have to pick. I'd say, yeah. oh, I want to be an actor. And then they go, but why are you you're doing stand-up comedy at nighttime? You have to pick one. You I can't just you. do. And I was like, no, you don't. You can be great at a... Oh, heck yeah. yep, yeah, and that's the only way to really make it work. is if you're just one thing, yeah, then you're
3: getting depressed if it's <sighs> yeah. slow that month. It's yeah. like, I never have slow months because if it's slow one in one area, I'm like, I don't care. I've got all these other things I'm working on. So,
2: right.
3: you know, that's that's actually it's actually a little better. And then it's just like a matter of like really intuitively listening to what the next best indicated thing is. It's like, oh, is the next step going to be? I'm going to do a movie now, and then I I kind of get these little intuitions like it's time to do a live show. And then I'll get a call from the whiskey saying, would you headline the whiskey with missing persons, which I just did this this show. But it's like, I get these little whims inside myself that say, I feel like I'm supposed to do a live show right now. And then somebody will call and I'll (laughs) say, okay, yeah, that feels right. And then, you know, when I just keep listening and then I just keep going on these really interesting little tracks because I listen to these weird little voices that say, it's time to do a movie. Call your agents and tell them you're open to work. You know, doing, and then things just start happening. Like synchronicities start happening. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, that's so awesome!
1: So yeah. amazing. Um, it says that your first IMDb credit.
3: What was that? I'm curious. I'm going
1: back in time here oh to to an uh, to something, and I don't know if this what? is real, but I'm going to ask. What jute box? What jute box? <laughs> It says you were an audition dancer on jutebox.
3: You know, I think that... Disco fever. It, that was a lot of years ago, but my brain does remember. But yes, they were filming a movie and I crashed the set, I believe, and I ended up getting um, to do it. Some Something like that where I remember I was like, I think I was like, I was a minor, yeah. and then I think I remember crashing a set, and then I, you know I was <laughs> part on the movie well uh
1: one of your uh, one of your first acting credits uh yeah. n- that we i mean we're all kind of obsessive about what? uh Rod this, Stewart? this, kind, of, this kind of show this show in particular Laverne and Shirley yeah. uh Penny marshall yeah. Cindy Williams
3: that was wild God. what yeah what? How I think is, I was how like how was that for you that was really cool. that was my first like really big break like I remember auditioning a lot between the time I was eight years old and then I turned 15. And then I remember I auditioned for Laverne and Shirley and I just was like, damn it, what is this going to take? Cause I've been auditioning from eight on mm-hmm, and right, not booked yeah. one thing and then I booked it. And that was a big deal at that time. That must have been crazy. Yeah, it was really cool. But then I have to say a lot of the jobs I booked were like just being the right place. Like I was in Vegas with some guy I was hanging out with and I think I was only like, I had just turned 18 and he was tour managing for... Or doing the lighting or something for Piazzadora, and he said, Do you wanna to go to Vegas? And I was like, Yeah <laughs> And then then we ran into Kenny Ortega in Vegas backstage and Kenny saw me and he was like he's done a lot of like he directed the michael jackson thing yeah and just, of course and kenny saw I me mean, that I was like I think i was 18 and he's like would you like to be in this music video i'm shooting and i was like sure what is it and he's like it's a rod stewart video and then we ended up doing that young turks rod stewart video which was one of the first music videos that ever started to happen yeah. so that was yeah. like a really cool thing and most of the jobs i got i have to say were like these fluky opportunities because i just went to places and did things and lived life and then people would see me is, really? that kinda,
1: is that kind of is that kind of how Valley Girl happened? With, no, with that that's
3: one of the very few movies I actually really did audition for that, and I think Pee Wee. Um, Pew's big Adventure I auditioned for Dottie, but like there were very few that I just booked on a norm in a normal way. Like, but Valley Girl was just an audition. I didn't even know how to talk Valley because I was like a, I was a a rocker from the Hollywood Strip, you know, the yeah. Strip, <laughs> Sunset Strip. So I was like, what the hell's Valley? And then I thought, okay, well I'm just gonna do like my character. I'm not gonna tell them that, but she's like from Malibu and talks slow like that. And then you know, the next thing you know, I was like, your mom's so cool. Susie you know like and it just kind of worked but I was like I hope they don't figure it out because I'll get fired because everybody knew they were all like eh, family girl stuck like that and I just I didn't relate because I was from Hollywood yeah born and raised you know so mm. that just that was an audition that was just a regular audition but like mm. I said most most a lot of the movies I got were just some random I was at a party and then I or I you know it was just always some random thing so that's why I always tell people like Um, I did this voiceover seminar that I actually forgot to tell you about, but it's on Amazon and we're going to move it to my website, egdaily.com. But it's like tips, tools and how to's about voiceover and how to break in. It's Mm -hmm. really great. And I did it because everyone kept asking me, how do you do voiceover and how do you break in? So I filmed uh, in a theater, uh, a seminar on voiceovers and it's like really inexpensive. It's like, 20 bucks I think mm-hmm. to buy and I made it so that people could get it and afford it. Well, that's and cool. yeah. And in it, I also talk about a lot of the journey and about how a lot of my journey was very, it, Oh, the best parts of my journey was when I was just being really present. And it wasn't when I was obsessing and holding on to what I think I should have. But it was when I was like, I just want to sing, right? And I just feel like singing. And then somebody would call me and say, hey, do you want to do a play? It's a musical. We did it on Broadway, but it folded. Do you want to do it? And I was like, yes, because I just want to be singing. And is there going to be a band? And they're like, yeah, there'll be a band. It's a pro play. And I'm like, okay, I'll do it because I just really want to sing. And that's all I wanted. And then the next thing you know, I do this play called Tansy. It ends up being very successful. I win all these theater awards, which I never anticipated. I anticipated just being able to sing on a stage with a band that I didn't have to pay for. That was my game. My game was like, are you going to pay for the freaking band? Cause I don't want (laughs) to deal with the musician pulling the band again. It's like all the most amazing things. And I ended up getting like a massive record deal from that play. And I ended up falling in love from that play and my whole career. And I ended up getting a card opening night. It moved to the Roxy theater. Some agent was like, you're really good with your voice. You should do voiceover. And I'm like, "Ah, you know, I didn't really, I never thought like, Oh, I want to be a cartoon. When I grew up, I was just like, you know, I'm an actress, I'm a singer. He's like, No, you're really good with your voice. You can do you can imitate, you can mimic. So he signed me, and that was my agent I've had this whole time for oh years. God. And that God. was the first audition he sent me out for was Rugrats, which ended up going for wow. four. So oh it's like my, my God. point is it's like I just keep following this mm-hmm. thread of like, Yes, that's a hell yes. Yes, I want to do that. Yeah, I feel like doing that. Yeah, I feel like doing that. And stop doing those things that are like, that feels kind of shitty and I don't really want to do that. And I don't really like that. And the minute I start following that solid yes, it keeps leading me to these amazing opportunities. Now, no, awesome. when
1: you come up with a, 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 a voice... Yeah. for something. I know a lot of people have questions about this and I get I get asked this a lot and I <laughs> hear people ask this a lot to VO people is like D- do you, how do you come up with a voice? Do you look at the character? Do they tell you what yeah. to do? Like what what that was good, what, what what is <laughs> That's what, almost your I like Tony wo- voice. I almost wa like watching
3: yeah. you more than I even like you're in it it <laughs> yeah. looks so cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs>
1: What are people ask No, when people ask about VO, a lot of times, it, and and everybody's has has different techniques, but sometimes, um, it's based on looking at what the drawing looks like and yeah. seeing the way their mouth is that, set. This and, is all you know, true, their yeah. Eyes and things
3: yeah, like you want to? I talk about that in the voiceover seminar again. EG Daily, up close and personal voiceover seminar. But the you know, a lot of the time, you'll get a you'll get a photograph or you'll get a claymation. Sometimes more, and now it's just a photograph. And then you just notice, like I noticed when I went on this one audition, my first audition, it was a little boy. He had big lips, kind of like big floppy lips. And the next thing I was starting to look at him it was like almost like his lips got in the way of things. And sort of like they started talking like that. And then that was Tommy Pickles. You know, Tommy Pickles was more of a, <laughs> You know what I mean? A baby's gotta do what a baby's gotta do. And then you know what I mean? It was yeah. like it was looking at this little tiny picture, little claymation, and then I just kinda go, Oh, that sounds like that character I've been doing my whole life since I was a kid.
2: Yeah. yeah. Completely. You know what I
3: mean? It's fully developed. I've been working on it my whole life. So, you know and you know, it is about watching the picture, it's also noticing the eyes and the facial expressions. And it's like, you know, if you can have a little kid, you can have a kid who's like a bully, who's like, I told you not to do that and then they're like, make him a little fatter. I told you not to do that. You know. And right. so it's just all, the breathing, just, just the yeah.
1: like he just ate a couple cookies yeah. right before he started. Get
3: out of here, or I'll kick you in your fridge. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's yeah. So it's just about and it's hasn't just about,
0: quite digested his macaroni yeah. and cheese <laughs> Right. Yeah, yeah, slobbers yeah. stripping, yeah,
3: that's really fun. And then you can make them skinny. Like I told you not to do that. You know, you can make them skinny. Oh,
0: yeah,
4: I can only yeah. do skinny voices. Oh no, you can do fat. Put some air in your mouth.
1: <laughs> it's so it's so funny. I've, I've it's heard, really fun. I've heard that. I've, do you, Do you ever see VO actors like push things against their face? Or oh pu- god, you their... don't
3: even. Frank Welker no. is like one of the top guys. And we voice of together. Megatron. Yeah, he does everything. Yeah. He does like every weird animal. Just I do Curious George with him he does you know the monkey and he just he's like <laughs> and then sometimes he'll take a sometimes he'll go you know he does like weird things with his lips or oh, you know sure. and then like um tom kinney spongebob does this you know and then there's like the pencil trick where you take you know do you have a pencil a pen will work I'm going to be infecting myself with germs right now, but I'm going to take there it. So then there's like the cold, uh, the cartoon cold is. <laughs> 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 oh yeah. It doesn't sound good. It sounds better with, with a the pencil. Wooden pencil, wooden. Yeah. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a, a lot a of, shattering. there's yeah. so many tricks That's and awesome. tools. And That's the, you so talk funny. about a lot of that in the voiceover. That's somewhere. almost like yeah.
4: Foley artist type stuff with it's, your mouth. Yeah.
3: It is. Yeah. And yeah. you yeah. get really, you get good or you'll do like a, <laughs> you know, you do like a little bark, like a, or you can do a, it's just—it's really interesting. Yeah, we, had, little... uh,
4: we had Bill Farmer on the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah Bill's how amazing.
3: He's in my he seminar. Does... He does a guest on my. Oh, seminar. he's great. Oh, wow. And he talked about
4: how he does uh, yeah. every yeah. time you hear Pluto bark, that's him doing the bark for Pluto. Yeah,
1: it's yeah so the other cool. uh, one I
4: loved that he that he
1: said was uh, that he's the voice of eggs going down Gaston's throat in Beauty the Beast. It's yeah. really
3: how funny that is that? Kind of like, amazing. It's, yeah, it's really amazing. That
1: stuff's absolutely incredible. But there's
3: so many voiceover. Like when you think about it, there's like when you pull in into a, a mall please take the ticket you know there's that lady <laughs> yeah, yeah. if you are yeah. 18 or under please hang up now you know yeah, there's right. that lady <laughs> and then there's you know lord just, knows
0: i've heard that lord,
3: <laughs>
0: lord knows i know
3: that it's so there's so many ways to do you know the voices please keep your hands and feet inside the vehicle at all times you know oh,
1: those are the wow. best those yeah. are the best so um, can we
4: talk about peewee
3: Oh, what do you wanna know about Pee <sighs> Wee? Yeah, Pee-wee? we gotta talk so, about Pee Wee. He's
4: so sweet. You Pee-wee. you get to be on a movie that yeah. at the time Tim Burton wasn't Tim Burton yet. Like yeah, this, this is his first, first feature film. Yeah, so like first. what was he like on the set? Like, did you know he was gonna become this sort of
3: Mad eccentric genius? genius? Yeah.
4: Genius? yeah. Like, like, could you just tell when you got there?
3: Oh yeah. He was the same. He was a mad scientist genius Mm -hmm. and he was very meticulous about everything. He was very detailed, just like he is now. I'm pretty sure like you can tell by his work, he's just unbelievable. He's got an unbelievable eye. He's got this unbelievable, um, ability to really do this kind of twisted, really entertaining, Mm -hmm. interesting stuff. So he's genius. You know, he was that back then and we didn't know, but you know, it was like, oh, yeah, we we definitely saw that. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we
4: and was Phil lot. Hartman on the set a lot?
3: Um, I don't I wasn't with him a lot because okay. my scenes were, you know, I don't I wasn't with them a lot. But I, you know, no. well, let's take. Now, a,
0: l- 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 uh, I have a go question. Ahead, go ahead, please. Uh, <laughs> did you have any inkling that you would be hearing the dialogue from that movie? like 30 years later. Oh no, never.
3: Like that, same know. thing. Like Valley girls. You never think yeah. I'm going to, I am the same thing. It's like, you never, I didn't know that I was going to walk in and do this cartoon and then it was going to be Tommy pickles. That was going right. to be a famous mm-hmm. cartoon. I didn't know that when I got cast as Dottie, that Dottie was going to be 30 having huge, They were going to have 30 anniversary, massive yeah. of <laughs> press things going down with it. I, I had no idea. I don't really go into anything you know, I find that when I do that, I, I, it's always the things I I expect to be monstrosities that aren't, and then the things I don't even think about <laughs> that are. So now I've learned to just sort of just do my job, and then I just let it go, and I never know what's going to come with any of it. Never, even when they say, "Oh, this is going to be huge," it's always the most random things that be mm-hmm. that are the most huge. Like even when yeah. I, it's funny when I post things on Twitter or vine or instagram or whatever and i always think oh this is so dumb and i'm gonna post it it's the things i think are gonna be so liked out there and i get like very few likes on it and the (laughs) thing that's like so dumb and weird that are the things i get thousands and thousands of (laughs) likes on on so it's like it just shows me that i don't really know but i know that if i just stay authentic and you know, and just show up and just do my best at the moment and just try to be like really listen to my heart. It's like, I just want to share this, not because I they think they're going to get a lot of likes because that's right. never when mm-hmm. it works. But I just want to share this because this feels good to me. Like when I shared uh, when I dropped my daughter off at college because I took her to NYU And she was starting college, and I had to leave her. And then I was sitting in my hotel room, and I started writing this thing like, oh, you know, it's one of those times where I just dropped my daughter off at college, and it's Mm kind of weird. It's like her first time living alone, and I'm going to be wondering how she... And I just wrote all these thoughts and feelings, and I thought, well, I'm kind of embarrassed that I'm writing it, but it's real. And I got more likes on this thing. It just went like mini-viral because people you know people like identified because it was yeah. so truthful so i just try yeah. to stay truthful cuz i find that's the best mm-hmm. that's yeah. very cool
4: i appreciate as a fan of that i appreciate yeah. that you sort of embrace these things that you've done because there are some actors where like they want to distance themselves from things but like i remember like re- what
0: uh,
4: oh well we've we've run into a we've few we've had people where like they don't want like to talk what? about things they did you know well, like 20 years ago
0: a big example is from huh? a, a long time huh. uh Leonard Nimoy didn't want to be associated with Mr. Spock he was just over it and then he kind of got back into it later in life but you know it's like that sort of thing happens a lot uh, I just had
1: it happen a couple weeks ago where I was at an event and I saw this girl and I said uh, oh I know I know uh, I know you from uh, television and things Um, yeah Man, oh man, I'm such a fan of your view. Uh, you. I know that I, I know you, and I'm just not sure what how I can place it. And I was trying to place the show, and I didn't want to look it up. I didn't yeah, want to look her up. And I go, I go, um, what's the what was what show were you on? Is that a rude? I don't need to be, do, mean to be rude. And she goes, "I've been on a lot of shows." And oh. I go, N- "I go. I'm sure. I'm sure. Of right. course you have. Yeah. But I just mean in in general, yeah. was there a show that I m- may have seen you on a lot? You know, in the last. You know, that's
3: why, in my opinion, it pays to have a lot of careers because then you don't hate and be bored when you're angry at that one show that has pigeonholed you and you have no other career yeah. from it. Hundred percent. So I think that's really what it boils down to. Is like. Is like be creative and keep reinventing yourself and then yeah. and then you yeah. don't get um, so burnt and angry you get you embrace it all like i just feel like i can really embrace my career yeah i feel so lucky i mean my kids are like you're sitting my kids are like my kids are 18 and 20 now but you mm-hmm. would think that they'd be like, not care. But when I hear the way my kids talk about me, like my mom's like iconic, she's like a legend. And I'm like, nice. guys, that is really cool to hear you say that because I always think they could care less because I'm right mm-hmm. there. But when I'm not around, they talk about me. They really appreciate all the mm-hmm. different work I've done because it gives them permission to be all that they want to be. Like my, yeah. my girls, like the, you'll see them in one minute. They're writing, singing, playing music. In the next minute, they're in the studio. In the next minute, they're acting. My daughter just did a guest on, the middle and you know, it's like, it's like they're, they get permission for me to be all that they can be. You know, so as corny as that sounds.
1: Did you, do you feel like you learned that from yourself or do you feel like, like were there, have there been actors or people that you've worked with that? I learned it from a lot
3: of the actors that didn't believe that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like I learned it from Mm -hmm. a lot of people that had these really ridiculous points of views where they were so stuck and fixed in their thinking that they limited themselves and they were bitter and angry. And I was like, Oh, I'm never going to be like that. Ha, watch me. I'm going to do this. And you know, I learned from watching people be unhappy. I was like, well, there's a message here. The message is, um, lean into things that are a hell yes. And things that make you happy and take risks and constantly reinvent yourself. And when you're getting bored and still and angry and bitter, you better freaking flip it over and toss the soil and, Grow something new, you know, and that's what they do. You know, harvesting, you have to flip your soil every once in a while. So I think that people get kind of crabby attitude when they haven't really challenged themselves to try something new and like everything I'm about and then I study and I research and I, is all about like change, like change is necessary. And Absolutely. It's so, yeah. And it's also scary, but um, I've learned to really embrace change because if you don't change, Change will happen to you and then you won't be as prepared, you know, because it's going to happen. And so like sometimes people just like cave in and fall apart and get depressed. And I've been there too, like not to discount that part because there was a period of time where I got a little bit fragile and I started to as I was getting a little older, I started to get afraid like holy shit, like maybe I'm too old to to pursue that anymore because that seems so dumb, you know, that'd be dumb. And my kids would probably think that's so dumb. And and I started to buy into a little bit of it because I was just fragile. I was going Mm -hmm. through like, Mm -hmm. and I started having anxiety, which I talk about and, you know, I talked about, and, you know, I started feeling anxiety, which I'd never had. And I was like, what the hell is this? This feels terrible. And then I realized I started going to doctors, like what's wrong with me? There's something wrong with me. And they're like, you're having anxiety, it's like it's common, but it's it means you're like got some stuff you want to work on. And I was like, I was like, I'm not taking medicine. I'm not checking out. I'm gonna, I'm gonna dig in and I'm gonna find out what the hell's going on here. And what I realized was that I stopped doing things that I loved, mm. and I forgot what I loved. I stopped doing them, and then I forgot, and then I started to feel like I had no purpose anymore. And when you stop dreaming. You have no purpose, you know, you stop living and you stop every day noticing all the beautiful synchronicities and the magic that happens every day when you get, when you stop um, getting out of your comfort zone, you know, you get fixed and people go to job and they go to their little cubby and then they do their work and then they're miserable and they hate their boss and then they Mm -hmm. wonder why they want to, you know, drink themselves to sleep or take a bunch of pills or whatever it is um, and they're depressed is because they have to change things up that's your body screaming at you, wake the fuck up. Wake up. Do something different. So that's kind of where, like I said, I learn from people that I watch. I watch. That's part of what I do. And I'm super intuitive. And I watch what makes people happy and what doesn't. And I lean into things that make me happy.
1: That's brilliant. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. You're so cool. Yeah. That's so <laughs> awesome. It's true. You, that's, really, it's true. you and really And like Hollywood
0: to, will, if I you think. don't know what you're doing, it will pigeonhole you. As quickly as possible, and it will go, yeah. you're this, or you're that, or we don't know what to do with you, so yeah. do this. You know. Or
3: you'll buy into that belief, because that's just mm-hmm. a story that somebody said. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. you walk around holding that story up, oh no, this is who I am, they said so. And it's like, oh no, <laughs> yeah. no, no, yeah. no, 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 put that down and write your own story. Yeah. Write your own story. I mean, I literally, I was on The Voice- I was on The Voice at, you know, 50 or whatever it was. And that was just a couple summers ago. And it was an amazing experience. And that came from me going, coming out of that little depressing, depressing time of me waking up saying, you know what, I got to start doing what I love again. And then I started hosting this music show called Balcony TV LA. And then, and then the lady that I know that asked me to host it, secretively got me an audition for The Voice. And I was like, oh, I can't be on that show. My kids are going to think that's really stupid and I'm, that I'm too old for that show and then that I already have had a career and I'm being, who am I to get on that show? I, they won't put me on the show. And she's like, no, you have an audition, go. And I was like, okay, well, that lines up with that feels good, that feels really fun. And I went and I had a great time and I made it on that show.
2: Hell which yeah. was
3: crazy, you know, after having, t- being Tommy Pickles and, and not top Emmy award-winning cartoons and then movies that were iconic Pee Wee and Valley Girl, And then all of a sudden I get on the voice as me. Um, and then people recognize me as, Oh, that's the woman who does the voice on Tommy pickles and the woman who's says all these things. And the woman who has this point of view and the woman who sings and all of it comes together. on Yeah. That show. Mm.
1: God, that's so cool. That was pretty cool. Wow. That's amazing. Thanks. I love that. That's amazing. Thanks. Um, yeah, it's it, it, this is a, this is such a tricky business and people have hard times kind of
3: They really do. Yeah, it's hard
1: navigating it. People well, it's not a you know, it's a wonderful business to be in. Yeah. And and when you're doing it when you're doing it for the right reasons and yeah. your heart is in the right place for it. It's you awesome. Yeah. You, know, you can do
0: anything, work on, you know, all sorts of amazing stuff. Yeah. I remember being impressed when I saw better off dead for the first time. Oh, I yeah. was just going to mention something <coughs> oh. because like, on the page right now. Movie, I was yeah. like, I'd already seen Pee Wee and was like a big fan of that. And then yeah. when I saw better off dead, I was like, that's the same girl. And it took yeah. me a minute yeah. to be like, is she actually singing or yeah. is she lip-syncing? And and then it was like, you know, I yeah. waited for the credits and I was like, that's her singing. That's so cool. That's awesome. Yeah, you know? it was fun. Uh,
4: and then
3: I just hired, be, hired to be the singer on that movie. I wasn't, actually the director was interested in me for one of the roles. One of the lead roles. Hollis? Yeah, Savage yeah. Steve Hollins. Yeah, Holland. He, he wanted Holland. to- Holland. Holland. He wanted Holland. me in the movie and then he ended up casting this other girl, and he's like, Well, would you sing in my movie? And I was like, Sure. And then the next you know, which was really fun because the songs were really fun and yeah, and there's
0: that great dance scene oh. that went with it. Was it. it was so was
3: goofy yeah. that one movie was so good though. Another iconic kind of funny film. Yeah.
0: I think um, it's my favorite 80s movie. Yeah,
4: uh, like yeah, that, yeah that, really that good. sort of like movies you consider 80s movies. Like yeah. I, That's I, like that. Way, I mean, it's
0: gotta be in the at least
4: the yeah. top three. It's right up there. Oh. Yeah.
3: It's got its big fan base, that movie. We've done a lot yeah. of screenings and QA and stuff it's good it's such a damn good movie yeah and uh he directed savage
1: steve holland directed like 70 of the 90 episodes of big time rush my my show i did at nickelodeon
3: that's right yeah and he
1: was just like the nicest guy oh my god so funny yeah so on the ball like and just recently as a as a favor to me there was a i didn't um A special effects guy from uh, Industrial Lights and Magic who did the nighttime show logo that that big donut that we have that pops down on the uh, in the videos that we do for the live show. Yeah, and he did it for free, like as a gift to me. And then uh, I said to I mentioned to him, "Oh yeah, you know I'm I'm friends with Savage Steve Holland," and he was like, "Oh my god, I'm such an enormous fan of the care of the the character, like the
0: drawings and um." I think it was one crazy summer. I think it oh, was the eek. cute and fuzzy bunnies and the Yeah, the cute Well, and fuzzy he did bunnies.
3: Eek the cat yeah. the cartoon. Yeah, I think oh, that's yeah. what it was. The co- Cozy Bears. Cozy so he beard. asked
1: he asked if, uh, if that guy could if Steve Holland could draw a little like drawing for him as like a as like a gift yeah. and he ended up giving him uh, one of the uh the actual like animation cells oh, that's Wow. So cool, yeah. And like
4: signed it to his mother and he's everything. So that's a gift. He's
1: such a nice like man. out of nowhere, yeah. just did yeah.
4: it as a gift. I have original artwork from him on my wall hanging up. Because his first gig in show business was he drew the whammies on Press Your Luck. And I'm funny? a big fan of Press Your Luck. And he yeah. drew me a whammy on the back of uh, a sheet of paper from one of his scripts. That's and I, so I'm like, cool. I have a, my own whammy. And I <laughs> have so a frame cool. to hang on my wall. That's awesome. He's yeah. really sweet. Is, is that-
3: I, met, I actually met Mike um, children. He's kind of res- He is responsible for me having my children. Because... I went to a barbecue at his house. Cause, you know, I've been working <laughs> with mm-hmm. him on so many things, but I went to a barbecue at his house, and I ended up meeting uh, Rick Solomon, who oh, yeah. um, is my my baby daddy, my ex husband, <laughs> mm-hmm. and and we um, we met at his barbecue and five weeks later we were married and pregnant so wow. it's kind of because wow. of Steve Holland Sabed, he doesn't waste any Sabed time Steve Holland. Yeah. five weeks well then. we you know he's a gambler you yeah. know and so we hung out for like five weeks and then he's like want to go to Vegas and I was like sure how and many stories I, do
0: you have that start with want to go to Vegas
4: yeah <laughs> there's a lot of Vegas in there
3: and then the next thing you know he's like should we get married and I'm like mm-hmm. you know, I it was like, like
0: that he says these things in a much creepier way than the other guy said them <laughs> you want to go to Vegas yeah
3: yeah, yeah, and and I was like, sure. Mm-hmm. I didn't even say yes. I said mm-hmm. like you know <laughs> as if he asked me for a piece of cheese or something. And then and then he said, okay, heads or tails. Heads, we're getting married. So I no, I said heads, and he goes, okay, heads, we're getting married. And it was heads, and then we did two out of three just to make sure because you know that's how gamblers roll. <laughs> yeah. Right? yeah, And it was heads two in a row, and then we did three in a row, and then we were like, okay, we're getting married, and we got married. Yeah, it was crazy. Wow. Whoa. We had two kids. Yeah. Oh my god. Were you
4: together? How long were you together with them?
3: Like maybe we. We were together on off for like seven years okay. and we had two kids and we're 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 still so close I mean he, yeah. was, he just even
4: co-parenting for oh years, yeah.
3: So, yeah and like I've lived at his house when my house was being remodeled for a year and he just lived in my house for a year he literally just moved out maybe like two weeks ago mm-hmm. and we share a dog and we are our kids are either at my house and his house or we're at his house and we just that's so great We're a family great. and that yes. was just a really and, fleeting know. like marriage but it ended up being that was another one of those fleeting like yes hell yes this feels kind of good but it was kind of crazy and it ended up being amazing because we have this great friendship and our mm-hmm. amazing daughters and we're good friends and we're both kind of kooky parents but it's great <laughs> in a good way kooky in a good way y-
1: you know um, as I've been kind of going through your uh you know history like acting history yeah. and stuff and credits and things uh there's a couple things there's there's lots of things that stick out and I'm we're I'm going to keep calling out to them but uh Darkwing duck yeah you did cartoon uh, yeah did, how how many characters did you do on that or did you just do uh uh
3: i don't remember maybe yeah. maybe a few
1: there's a couple on there uh yeah. teenage mutant ninja turtles
3: did maybe a few of those, yeah.
1: Um, but there's one <laughs> How thing How many times that did you say cowabunga when you did that?
3: I don't know.
1: 14,000? <laughs> maybe a few,
3: a few of those. No. <laughs> there's
1: th- Here's an interesting situation. Yeah. The Little Rascals movie yeah. in 1994, mm-hmm. uh, it says that you were the voice of right. Froggy.
3: Right, because it was a live action movie, so it's kind of confusing. <laughs> but what happened was there was a little boy in that movie who they hired to play Froggy, Yeah, he does. but he couldn't get his voice as- froggy enough mm-hmm. so they bring me in because I'm like the secret sauce for everybody's movie. What? So they bring me in to play his, to do his voice and then I come in and I'm like, what's the ice I beat And then they are mean, <laughs> Oh my God. And that was the same thing as Lorenzo's, Lorenzo's Oil, oil. Yeah. where the little boy was a serious movie it won Academy Award but yeah. it was nominated or whatever, Nick Nolte, Susan Zerani but that little boy was young and so as he starts to get sick just after the beginning of the movie his voice deteriorates and he becomes more Um, verbally, you know, incapable of speaking. Mm -hmm. So he screams a lot. And so they brought, again, George Miller called me for that. That was my first movie I worked with him on. And they brought me in on that. And then I ended up doing that boy's performance too. So I'm like the secret sauce for kids. Well, I'm glad
4: you're still around. The original Froggy had a tragic end.
3: Oh, did he? He got
4: run over by a car outside of uh, Paramount when he was 16. Not of that movie, but of the TV show. Of of the, the, original? The, the Little Rascals, the original, like oh, in 1940. Wow. Yeah. That's terrible. Man, yeah. I
0: think you're mistaken. That's Frogger. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah. <The> Frogger was <laughs> run over That's,
4: by... <laughs> uh, I lived near Rose Hills, and then I went and I visited <laughs> Froggy's funny. grave.
3: And then That's, while I went in to do Froggy's voice, then they were like, dang it, our little Darla girl is... You know She didn't want to do it Or she wasn't She was a little girl And she didn't yeah. want to go in And I was like Well let me hear her voice And it was like I'll do her voice And the next thing you know I was doing Darla voice so. Wow
1: That's yeah. amazing yeah, So that's fun. That's uh, voice matching based, It is It's a of. lot of
3: There's a Well that's what Two and a half men That's mm-hmm. the two and a half men Theme song I did that as well And the reason why I got that What? Yeah the two Men 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 Menly men Ooh, hoo, 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 hoo. Holy <laughs> yes. That That Lord. Because that That like Chuck Gloria and they were looking at all these boys on Broadway they were trying to find the right Mm -hmm. singer because they needed him to match the boy what's the boy's name on that Uh, show Jake Boy. They wanted the boy yeah. to match Jake as if Jake were singing and at the time he was a little kind of round kid and he sort of talked like this. Yeah. Red, very flat and everything <laughs> and so then I was like okay send me a reference of his voice and then show me what the jingle is and then I went in there. It took me like 10 minutes. It was like men, 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 men. And the next scene I booked that job. I've heard you so many hundreds wow. of times doing that yeah. and I
0: had no idea. Yeah. it's pretty. I funny. like that they kept that voice even as he got yeah. older.
3: Yeah. Like- yeah. They they did, but then when they when they hired uh, when they fired Charlie and they hired they uh, it, uh, A- yeah. Ashton oh, Kutcher, okay. then they redid the song, and then that's when I lost that job. Oh, right. bastards! Yeah. Bastards! Bastards!
4: It wasn't any good after that point. It anyways. wasn't anyway. So
3: yeah. was fun,
1: yeah. who needs them? Yeah. Who needs them? So Hmm.
4: what was George Miller like on Lorenzo's Oil? (laughs) Because then you worked with him again. I I did, He's a guy who's had a, uh, like you, he's had a career that sort of spanned many genres. Because, I mean, we first knew of him from Mad Max. I know he'd done other stuff before that, but that was like his... Big thing that we Break knew of, sort of yeah. Thing, yeah, And then he goes And he's making Like these serious dramas Yeah With Lorenzo's oil And then he winds up Doing Babe He's amazing
3: is, He's an amazing director for, yeah. for my
4: money Babe and Babe 2 Pig on the City Are two of my favorite Movies of all time
3: yeah. Like wow. I actually
4: The first DVD I ever bought Was Babe 2 wow. Pick on the City Yeah Which you were Babe Yeah Which I didn't even realize At the time I mean I, yeah. I just liked the movie Yeah that's Were so crazy. you Babe in both In both films or No I was the,
3: just I? In the second one
4: Well the second one is Uh uh, uh, Gene Matt. Siskel, yeah. the final movie he ever called the best movie of the year was Babe what? 2, Pig in the City. Wow, really? That was the same year wow. Roger Ritten named Dark City was his number one movie. Wow. You know
3: what's really cool yeah. trivia that I never really bring up, but I remember because you brought that up, mm-hmm. was I did a movie when I was 18 years old called Street Music where I sang. It's just some really rare movie that mm-hmm. nobody can ever find, but mm-hmm. I did star in this movie and uh, I had to sing in it. I had to be a blues singer and- and when uh, Roger Ebert reviewed it back then, when I was when I was eighteen year old, eighteen years old, I did that movie, and he wrote in the review, Elizabeth Daly's voice should be bronzed. Wow! And I thought that was really cool because that was when I was eighteen. Wow, Little did amazing. he know that I was going to grow up to be like a voice actor. And yeah, the you know on the voice, and I just thought it was really cool. That's almost as good as what you're about in Chicago.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, thanks. <laughs> Yeah, Oh, when I was, I was before I got into stand-up, I toured doing a musical and That's I landed fun. in Chicago, and Chicago Sun Times said uh Stephen Kramer Glickman is very loud. <laughs> That's all it said. That's awesome. Like he's a Which very loud, a loud performer. That's a great review. I loved it. I you loved had that it. on a hat for a while. It just, just said Steven Glickman is loud on a That's hat awesome. and, Yeah, That's Chicago Sun Times. That was pretty yeah. solid. I really liked uh read it like do you read review do you read reviews when you do projects
3: you mean my reviews yeah I mean, like
1: about where they mention you and i
3: mean stuff. you know sometimes it, when i come across them half the time people are sending them to me like my friends or family yeah. um because i don't yeah. really I, I don't really have that much time to be like but yeah people will send me things and go oh you were on team z today or oh you did a thing and i was like oh so yeah i mean i read them sometimes but well, let me ask you
1: this: no. uh, Have you ever have you ever done an animated character and uh-huh. in a movie or TV show, and then somebody has has uh, said, uh, "Oh, that was the worst part of the movie," or "I God, I hated that voice so much," or they call you out for? Has that ever happened to you?
3: No. Really? <laughs> Never. <laughs> wow. Did that happen that, to you? Yeah. yeah. That's a, a bizarre. Bunch. That doesn't
4: but they happen also to say,
0: anyone,
3: <laughs> they
4: also I, The other side of the sense. coin was people saying that it was the best part of the movie. How can you yeah. be bad at a voice?
3: It, you're just doing a voice. This is being what a they, person. This is
4: what they said. It's like saying um, you're a bad
3: person and they don't even know you. Well,
4: Warner Brothers yeah. said
1: Wait, to me. Stephen, was yeah. this
0: me and was I drunk? Yeah. Yeah.
3: Right. This doesn't sound right. This is not adding up right. Because that's like saying that's a bad shirt i mean right. it's, it's yeah. just a shirt it's a black t-shirt yeah. it's a shirt yeah.
0: yeah you know it fits me poorly but it's, <laughs> it's not that's not <laughs> yeah. the problem
1: they said to me uh <laughs> that uh like a but before storks came out in in theaters uh-huh. the warner brothers was like hey um hey quick hey quick thing um they're saying the character very polarizing Right. And I was like, oh, what, is, uh, what, is, what, does what, that what does that mean? They go, well, it means uh, half the people that are watching it hate it. <laughs> and the other half <laughs> love it so much that they're going home and, and uh, doing the voice around the house well, all the time.
3: dang, yeah. that sounds and good, good like, to
1: me. Yeah. I was like, well, okay. And then it comes out and it was like Hollywood, Hollywood Reporter was like, we love fucking love it. And yeah. then Variety was like, eh, "Not a fan, not a big fan of this." Yeah. And then it,
3: that's how it is, though. Like, I mean, it'd
1: be like back and forth. And then yeah. so the it's the Donald
0: like, Trump of animated
2: characters.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, he was a bad uh, guy, so it kind of gets a little, it gets a little twisted where people. I mean, the character's supposed to be kind of irritating.
3: Yeah, but people, I mean, it's all know. like it's all relative. I mean, like look at Rob Zombie, the new movie Thirty One. Mm-hmm. Some reviewers are like, "It's." fucking badass and then some are like it's the worst piece of shit it's like you're gonna yeah. get people that don't like that kind of horror they're gonna hate it but yeah. then you're gonna mm-hmm. get the horror fans who would think it's the best movie they've ever seen
1: I didn't it didn't bother yeah. me like it didn't bother me reading like bad re- like I didn't I, there was very few written like reviews that were like we don't like this guy in particular That's <laughs> strange. but in but like the in the internet reviews like the critic those guys who make their own YouTube videos where they're like like oh. You what I didn't like, and i tell you what I did like, you know. Um, the well, young, know? you know, yes yeah, so it would be what back and forth, know? back yeah. and forth. It's you know, hard to you
3: created a stir, and that's good. Hey, yeah. that's a lot I, I, did, things, I did
4: email you one from the Poughkeepsie Journal that hated you because I thought uh, it was true. funny that the Poughkeepsie Journal is like some, uh-huh. but some film reviews.
1: I got uh, MVP, uh, most valuable player in the
4: movie from uh. It was said, somebody big. It was
1: RogerEbert.com.
4: Uh, RogerEbert.com well, so Roger said that going to give you a spinoff movie on the I mean, that's good
3: because you want to push people's edges and some are going to yeah. like it and some are going to hate it. I'd rather be that than, than you know, just bland or whatever. Yeah. Do you, where nobody do ever,
0: even has an opinion Yeah.
1: It, yeah. Has there ever been a time where you kind of like were panicky about the movie coming out or about a project coming out or, or yeah, have I you kind of gone... I, gone past that
3: um, i'm sure i it? probably have i mean like where i was worried i didn't do a good job on Or I'm you know, just worried
1: that it was the last thing you'd ever do like that 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 goes through <laughs> that goes through my head constantly <laughs> where I'm i like mean, oh yeah
3: I'm, i mean yeah if i really think about it there's definitely where where you always are like um oh my God, what if I don't get another one or I don't get another job? It's like, there's always that because that's the nature of our business. But I think as you, I think what's happening now for me is I'm really just trusting because I've had so many cycles of that where I was like, what if I never work again? And then I get reinvented again. I just keep reinventing and things keep coming. Even when I don't even try, something comes up again and I get reinvented again. I'm just always like, wow, I can't believe that happened again. So now I trust the process and and I'm also trusting that um, I'm supposed to enjoy my life. Like it's not supposed to be just about hustling all the time. And that's like the best part of the whole thing is the lesson I'm finally getting is like, oh my gosh, I'm supposed to have a beautiful day today. I'm not supposed to hustle every day. I'm not supposed to try to make it every day. I'm supposed to enjoy my life every day. That's a very important <laughs> yeah, thing. Yeah, and that's where, that's where so. I'm at now. So it's like, like I just fired all my rep, like I fired my manager and my agents and I was just like, because they weren't getting what I was about. I was like, don't call me for this kind of part. Don't mm-hmm. even call me. They, if they should call a girl who has no credits who needs to make, who doesn't care about making a uh, below sag experiment because this wasn't about the money but it's like it's such a shitty role why would you even call me for that I don't need the credits I don't need the yeah. $200 and I don't need to waste my time yeah. so don't yeah. call me but they kept sending me on the really stupid things and I was like you don't get me and I'm out of here so bye yeah, no, so yeah. in one day I fired them all and then the minute I did that I booked something because the universe heard like <laughs> offer only in my because that's what I was thinking it's like at this point I've done a lot of work people know my work yeah. it's like just call me hire me people know me like people like people know me it's it's just hire me I don't want to waste my time
4: they've seen you in every genre possible you know exactly what they're going to get if you want me hire me
3: if not I'll do other things no big deal
0: Um, oh Steven I forgot to tell you this is your last podcast ever oh really
3: oh by the way you're
0: fired after this you actually have to (laughs) leave Hollywood
1: (laughs) oh no you're moving (laughs) to the president of show
0: business called (laughs) we're deporting you back to Canada He's really is upset Toronto I (laughs) don't know if you're from there but that's where you're moving I want to make sure Oh, okay,
3: as <laughs> we're crazy. I want to make sure I mention I don't know how much longer we have because somebody walked in the door, but mm-hmm. I do want to make sure we mention this really cool thing that I said I'm doing that's coming out in December and it's called Women Rule Broadway. Mm-hmm. And it's yes. it's oh, cool. um yeah. a bunch of women singing men's beautiful songs from Broadway musicals. So how cool is that, that women are going to do these songs that are so classic and amazing? Who's
1: going to be singing? Who's who's doing this? It's
3: um, Tara Strong and I are the two celebrities and Mm -hmm. it's actually, there's a crowdfunding thing going on right now. I'm not sure when this airs, but there's a crowdfunding because we're just donating, me and Tara are donating our time and our us and our names Mm -hmm. because we want to make it happen because part of the proceeds is going to women's shelters. So we're trying to do something. Now, is there a
0: song that you've been dying to Sink your teeth I'm not
3: going to tell y'all what I'm singing oh, But there are a couple of really cool things And I'm going to do a duet with Tara Strong And then there's all these other great Musical songs that they're doing So check that out if you go to like Facebook, Twitter, all that stuff Okay, it's is real there one that, that you're not
0: doing There's so many kind of that I'm not doing that, that, that was like a runner up
1: or how, about, how about like that can you, can you tell us a musical you may be doing a song from
3: Maybe Rent yeah. Ooh, maybe. I like that, I like that cool. show. But there's there's other ones. I mean, there's like classic songs from classic Have you musicals. done
1: have you performed on Broadway?
3: Um, Is I've that? done musical theater here. I did like my play Tansy, which I got signed on and mm-hmm, sure. and I've done a I did a play. I did my own one woman autobiographical musical called Listen Closely. That's I think up on Amazon too that we filmed with three cameras, but it's really cool. But I haven't done like Broadway Broadway. Wow. You know. Is that
1: something you want, would like? to Oh, do? I
3: think that would be totally fun. I always envision doing that at some point. Etherum I love, uh, I yeah. love musicals. Like I just like I'm a sucker for a beautiful musical song.
0: Well, and when you think of all the like great music that guys have been allowed to sing on, yeah, Broadway, great sure. songs that that sounds like it's well that's why a it's women show. rule broadway <laughs> so know. go
3: check that out or go to my facebook and go to twitter i'm at real EJ daily on everything instagram and all that and then you can crowdfund and come and see it because it's still going to be really fun it runs december something like 17th 18th 19th of december which is going to be fun in la in a theater and so you'll get to hear all a bunch of oh, women sing these cool. songs yeah
1: wow that's amazing yeah, it's gonna be really fun I'm so I'm so excited for you. Thanks. I I'm a big Broadway fan so I will Love be there. Love Broadway. Stuff. Uh yeah, what sure. venue are we uh, are you guys doing? Um that?
3: I forgot the venue but it's all up on the it's all on the all the things that I said, what venue are
1: we doing? it? because I want to do it, yeah, yeah. You, can I be you'd have to turn
3: into a lady. In a, can I friend. be a lady? Yeah,
0: um, you can be Christine Daae <laughs> from <laughs> Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> you can perfect.
3: Right?
0: There's so many
1: other things that I want to talk to you about. I know that we, uh, we, you know, we're running low on, on time and we'll probably octane, we have to. Yeah, probably have to wrap up shortly, but um, before we do, yeah, um, let's talk about one of the most iconic uh, characters that, uh, it's one of my favorite that you've done. What? People go nuts for this, and at what? Comic-Con, there were statues of it everywhere. People dress up at, uh, as a, at Comic-Con Buttercup? all the time. Yeah, Buttercup from Powerpuff Girls.
3: Yeah, Buttercup. Yep. Yeah. That, what, what
1: is that? What is that? I mean, been that's like the, for I mean, Buttercup that's, is the power
3: of girls, and it's awesome because it's super, it's girl power and it's little girls, superpower, superheroes. So it was a huge hit, and it, we ran it for a long time, and then they came back to us and we did a pilot for it to re- yeah, Isn't it coming back now? I yeah, so they just that. re-released oh, it, cool. but guess what? So we did the pilot, and we were all excited. They were going to redo more because the show's mm-hmm. been so successful, and we've done panels, and people, the fans yeah. know us, and we love the show. And and then they we did the pilot, and all of a sudden we heard there was a casting going around for for a. Uh, um, Bubble Cup Buttercup uh, Bubbles and Blossom Next Generation and they, they replaced us with some um, other girls which was really just like we didn't understand that because usually in the voiceover world you replace people when they don't yeah. want to do voiceover anymore they're, they right. can't or they're getting too old scheduling
4: or, or whatever or they just don't yeah. want to
3: do it or they're or they're just done working and they're retired yeah. but you usually don't replace someone that's established to that degree and has created these characters with their, yeah and you're known uh, as that, that they, they, they replace My fans, and yeah. it is kind of crazy because the fans are don't like it they don't yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of blogs and there's like, I'm rebelling and they don't, they're not happy with the change because it's like taking somebody and saying, you had your mommy and I know you liked your mommy, but we're going to change her to a different mommy. It's like yeah. all of a sudden yeah. it's like, That's what? Not That's not a nice yeah, thing Yeah, I do. don't like yeah.
0: it. Uh, cause I've been a fan of Batman the Animated Series forever. Yeah. And when they changed Harley Quinn, I was like, I don't like, she's it's still little, around. Yeah, and, it's like, a little weird, right? Mark Hamill too. They, they kept like doing little side projects where they would use someone else for the Joker. And I was like, don't, they do. Do I don't, that. They don't do that. I don't know why they do that. But
3: like Buttercup Powerpuff Girls was so right. popular. so and so iconic. Yeah. We don't even really know why it happened. We were just kind of confused that one day our agents were like, uh, they're sending out a casting for your roles. And we're like, what? It was kind wow. of shocking. Do think it
0: was maybe like a bargaining tactic to, like, well, we could always get these other girls if you don't want
4: no, to? No, because really
3: we were doing it for scale. We did the pilot for scale. We were, it oh, we wow. wasn't, wasn't about money. At well, that see,
4: point. I get upset when they That's keep lame. changing uh, Colonel Sanders. Like, enough <laughs> already. It's hysterical. Right? What's it's, that uh, about? it's upsetting. Like, how many times you need to change Colonel Sanders? They need to make it just be Tracy Morgan. I'm sorry, Colonel yeah. Sanders should just be Tracy right. Morgan. Right. I don't think that's ever going to happen. It's never yeah. going to happen. It's the that worst. Most, I would love to see maybe the most Colonel Sanders. Who's the recent
3: idea. one? The recent one it's, uh, is Rob Riggle. Now, who is on the uh, the middle? Right all yeah.
1: all, the, all, would have to happen in that commercial with Tracy Morgan if it was Connecticut because he couldn't even say the name it of the, he couldn't even thing. say the name yeah. of the company that's he would just true. have to walk out in the costume and go
4: that's right
1: and that'd be
2: it that'd be the <laughs> whole that.
4: commercial be the yeah. com- I would go to Connecticut Fried Chicken every day for a month
1: as my thank <laughs> uh,
3: yeah.
0: you Yeah, your own personal super size me would I would totally do just- it yes <laughs> I love it. Um, I talk
3: about Colonel Sanders in my voiceover seminar, by the way. Do you <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, I do. I talk about him and I talk about different people like Vera Wang, I think. You know? I mm-hmm. talk about how a lot of these people started really reinventing themselves later in life and their careers took off in their later in life, like Colonel yeah. Sanders was oh, in the yeah, 70s. Because yeah. I think that's really fascinating to look at what people challenge themselves to do at different ages. And I did a little thing on that in my seminar.
1: Well, you're so incredible and so talented and so gorgeous. And thank you for coming to hang out with us. Hey, and it's my pleasure. Where uh, where can people find you, you in the You can find world? me
3: at Real Ichi Daily on Twitter and Instagram real EG Daily Vine although Vine's going away right yeah and you're yeah.
1: on Snapchat too I
3: am I don't really I only really do Snapchat to reprimand my kids I'm like get out of here don't, <laughs> don't do that clean up your dishes so I rarely post them on my story because I don't want people to see me being psycho mom but uh, I do that sometimes I do post it on snaps but it's EG Daily or Real EG Daily everywhere and Facebook is just there's make sure you're on the real one because there's some fake ones and you can find all my buttons on EG because like I said there's a lot Fakey daily sites. So you want to make sure you're on the real one, and yeah, I'm all over the place. Yeah, can fine. we catch you at the
4: drive-in?
3: Catch me at the drive-in. <laughs> I love that. you go to the drive-in?
4: <laughs> can you do the babe voice real quick?
3: I was wondering if you know where my mom is at. I'm a sheep pig. <laughs> <laughs> oh my
2: god. La, 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 oh, it's so la, good. Oh my god.
4: Uh, I haven't watched that movie in like five years. I'm gonna go home and watch it this weekend. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna, gonna go home and watch, and watch and watch Pee Wee's Big Adventure again. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah, watch, I'm gonna watch plan. that plan too. We I saw you actually
3: yeah.
4: uh at Hollywood Forever Cemetery introducing Pee Wee's Big Adventure yeah. like seven or eight years ago.
3: They we do it every once in a while. Paul will call, Pee Wee will call me and say, You wanna come? We're gonna do an appearance at the cemetery. Although the last one was recent, even yeah. l- more recent just or maybe Zionist, a year yeah. ago or something, and it was like five thousand people picnicking. You was like, mm. yeah. it was like Woodstock in the cemetery. Oh it was pretty it's crazy. awesome. And did people you meet
0: at- Amazing Larry?
3: Um, yeah, I met him.
0: <laughs> was he amazing? Were you <laughs> <amazed>? Amazing,
3: amazing, <laughs> good. But,
0: do you, can you tell us
1: one last thing before we before you split? Will you tell um, us what was your favorite? Do you have a favorite day? On Pee Wee's Big Adventure, is there a, a day that you of like of the chef sh- shooting that was like your favorite day?
3: I think it wasn't necessarily when we were filming, but was when I got on the set and I saw the kitchen, the the uh, Pee Wee kitchen with the little. <laughs> oh I mean, oh to the, me, yeah, to me, I was just like the Rube Goldberg machine. Oh my making God, breakfast. I just want to yeah. be on the set every day. So cool. <laughs> yes. That was the most fun because that was just like being a grown up in a kid's little kid's thing, and I just like that kind of stuff, like kid stuff. Yeah. I think I am a big kid, really. Yeah, I am a big kid. Yeah. I'm a big kid now. <laughs> did you do that too? Did no. you do that? damn no. those motherfuckers. <laughs> Why didn't they hire me She's for that to one? Do it
4: now. <laughs> yeah. On that note. us anytime.
3: Uh, what's that commercial? Uh, Doug. Uh, what's that? Oscar Mayer. It's O-S-C-A-R. R. I don't know. has no, a, I a good name. It's M-A-Y-E-R. I love to eat them every day. And if you ask me why, I'll say. Because <laughs> Oscar Mayer has a way with B-O-L-O-G-N-A. That's the end. <laughs> Wow.
1: The Nighttime Show now sponsored by Oscar <laughs> Miner. <laughs> Thanks so much, guys, for listening. We yeah. love you. Don't forget to subscribe uh, to the Nighttime Show Rated. podcast and find uh, me, and follow me, it.
3: like me, love me, nick yes. me, <laughs> lover.
1: Uh, Mike, where can people people find you at Mike Black Attack? All social media. Amazing
3: it's, voiceover, by the way. I hope you're you. doing He's that. great. He's so you're talented. Really
1: yeah. We love Mike Black. You're really good. More more Mike yeah. Black in the world. That's what we need.
3: Mike Black, Mike Black. <laughs> Mike Black, Mike Black.
4: Yes. What about you, Matt uh, You can find me at funnymath.com. I have links to everything there. Funny or Matt. if you uh, did not enjoy my performance on this uh, podcast, please let me know. Matt Walker sucks.com. Which which a lot that's
1: of people do.
3: Great. A
1: lot of people don't like you. But
4: we
3: remember like you are what you say you are. Oh, that's fine. No. I, I don't I enjoy
4: <laughs> it. I revel in people telling me that they don't like me. That's, that's one uh, of my favorite things that's on the awesome. Internet. As long as yeah.
3: you love it, who cares?
1: Uh, you can always get me at Stephen Glickman, S-T-P-H-E-N Glickman on Twitter, Instagram, and of course YouTube. Stephen Glickman. I love you. Thank you so much for being here. You're the sweetest and thanks for listening to the nighttime show good night folks